Now, we continue with Part 2 of Paradise by Laura Maria Sansabella, directed by Annalise Erickson, starring Jeff Marlowe and Medallion Rahimi, produced by L.A. Theatre Works. doing sitting here in the dark? Yasmin? Yasmin? Are, are you tired? Are, are you sick? Did, did something happen? What, what, what can I... Here, here, take my coffee. What is the matter? Uh, Talk to me. What is it? Did, did something happen with your family? I... I was in my room with my sisters last night writing my Columbia application, and then my uncle... What? What about your uncle? I can't. Of course you can. Tell me what happened. I can't anymore. Why? Because of... Because of what? Because of what I saw about you when I was looking up your bio for my Columbia application. What did you see? Uh, Yasmin. I... I was trying to put together the best bio of you I could, and I I saw this link about you on, like, page 15 of your search results. This this article about you in the Columbia newspaper, it said you ruined some scientist's experiment? Switched the labels on the cages of his lab animals? I mean, it it said you ruined ten years of his work. That guy, Dr. Wilder. How could you do that after everything? I mean, everything you said to me about honesty and standards and... And our work together. I... I never told you because it's private. Because I felt it had no bearing. Are you jealous because he took your dating idea? No, no. This is way before. If I tell you something about me and let you ask me any question, anything you want to know, will you tell me what happened with your uncle last night? I loved someone very much, and he took her away from me. I I sacrificed many things for her, gave up many things to be with her. Like what? My wife, my children. You have children? Yes. Theo and Amelia, ages eight and ten at the time. And you have children. And after about a year of what I thought was bliss, she left me. She, well, there's not much point in going on. Finita la comedia. So you messed up his experiment to get back at him? Yes. And that's why they threw you out? Yes. Uh, no. Uh, well, uh, uh, partly. Uh, there were threats. I, I, I threatened to, uh, well, uh, well, to kill him. I, I said in anger, I assure you, said only in anger, but unfortunately said publicly and convincingly at a departmental dinner. And anyway, as part of my settlement agreement with Columbia, they agreed to keep things out of the mainstream press if I agreed to go quietly, not fight them on my dismissal. But I have found since then, word gets out, and I have the rejection letters to prove it. Not to mention that I am barred from conducting federally funded research, 
for the next seven years. Was she a scientist? Yes. A colleague. Her specialty was, well, is, animal behavior. We spent hours together in the lab, hours in coffee shops, restaurants, bars, talking, endlessly talking. Do animals love? That was the question that brought us together. <laughs> Pretty funny. Is she the Kim that you dedicated your book to? Yes. Now, are we, um... Why didn't you tell me you had kids? It never came up. My dad used to mention us even if it had nothing to do with anything. Yasmin, I... Uh, I am an awkward father at best. My rise in science did not come easy to me. I, I, I was away from home a lot in the lab, conferences, fellowships. I, I always thought because I was away so much that my kids would not... But the look on Theo's face when I left, the elevator doors closing on that little boy's face. God. <clears throat> I want to show you something. Here. <clears throat> this email. Dear Dr. Royston, we have received your query for your article No Correlates the Teenage Brain and First Intense Romantic Love and are pleased to tell you that when your work is done, we will be happy to fast-track your paper through our peer review process? It's thrilling, right? The experiment you are assisting on could be published in the Journal of Behavioral and Brain Sciences. Do you ever imagine such a thing? <laughs> As a possible end to my blacklisting, possible, possible viability again in a university setting. You see, Yoshi at, at Queens College, well... I did not even get one other reply to our... used to be when I came calling, scientists jumped at the chance to collaborate with me, but my old department has a long arm, and they control prizes and peer reviews and money. But despite this, Yoshi has mentioned that a scientist in his department is leaving, and there might be room for me. Did you... did you tell the editor anything about me? No, why should I? He doesn't know you from Adam's cat. But... But I was a big part of... Well, this is how science works. You, you have a primary investigator who guides the other young scientists in his lab. It is the primary investigator, me, who has access to the best journals. So, But, but he, I've seen articles where they, they mention the grad student. But you are not a grad student. I, I said I was treating you like one, but you are still a high school student, and it would be unheard of in a major... Now, I explained the rules to you from the get-go. This is my project. I will be the one analyzing the brain scan data and teaching you along the way. And, and I will be the one writing the article along with Yoshi. But, but, I will also write a stupendous recommendation letter for you to Columbia. It is there that I will talk about how with my prompting and in reaction to my work, your mind has made great leaps. But it is I who will be taking this work further in many directions that you have yet to even dream of. Now, I, I'm being blunt now, but if you can't take it, you should... I can take it. Good, because... Well, that is what I hope, because science is a, a bit Darwinian, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So... So is everything okay now between us? Are, are, are we straight? No, everything's not okay. Samita's coming this weekend. I thought... I thought you said he wasn't coming till after graduation. I thought so, too, but then... Last night, my uncle, he, uh... My uncle and Abdullah, they were at the mosque together, and I, I don't know if Abdullah said anything. What about our experiment? Because 
Because you were talking to, to boys in the cafeteria about it? Yes, but if everyone knows Samir and me are intended, if, if, if we make a public right away, then maybe my uncle thinks Abdullah won't talk. So what did you tell him when he said Samir was coming? I, I didn't say anything. Well, what are you going to tell him? Uh, Yasmin. I can't think. Yes, you can. No, I need you. I need you to decide for me. That's why I came. I, I can't figure this out by myself. But now I feel I have nobody. Why do you feel you have nobody? I'm still here. I'm still working with you. You tell your uncle. You tell him. You say, I need more time. I, I cannot decide anything till I graduate high school at least. I need more time. What, what are you going to say to your uncle? Y- Yasmin, look at me. What is it that you want out of your life? I need more time. Yasmin, where have you been? You haven't been in class for three days. The things that were going through my mind, I I thought... What? You thought I was locked up in my room? My family would never do that to me. No, of course not, of course. But you said Samir was coming, and I thought... I I thought maybe you were angry at me. Why would I be angry at you? I don't know. I I almost called your house. You can't... I know, I know, I know. Why are you standing there? Come on in. Tell me what happened, please. I, well, I assume that since you are here, that your uncle, that things went okay? Mm-hmm. Well, that is good news. Very good news. Uh, I have, I have news for you, too. While you were away, Ms. Inez and I arranged to transport our selected students to Queens College for the scans next week. Thank you. Well, I, I was worried, and I, I thought it best to keep things moving on our, our work together, our, our... I'm glad you did. Good. And one more thing. While you were away, I, just out of curiosity, mind you, I, I picked up the Quran. You did? Hmm. Well, what did you think of it? Uh, well, there is a lot of talk of hellfire, enough to warm the heart of any southern preacher. But that's not all that's in there. No, no. That's not all. You're absolutely right. There's a lot of, well, a lot of parallels with the Bible, the stories about the prophets. And about how to live? Yes, about how to live, uh, about kindness, and about giving to the poor. And about equality among all people. You could hear how beautiful that is, right? Well, the the message, like you said. No, no, the words. Muhammad, peace be upon him, he couldn't read or write, but God's words that came pouring through him... They were poetic. Some of the greatest words ever. Maybe you can't hear that in English. I think that's it. I think you can't. You have to hear it in Arabic. I mean, the sound of it, the longing for God, it's like you're crying for Allah to have him fill you.
اسوی رمیا فیت واتیا سسقاهم رابهم شرابن تحورا این دهه نکه نکوم جزه اوکن سایوکوم مشکورا The description of paradise. Do you want me to translate? Do not say a word. Do not even tell me what it means. Hmm. I'm glad you could hear it. I have something to tell you. Something good. Something that came to me when I, when I least expected it. Like you said it would. When I was... When I thought I couldn't. I, I thought of an idea. About our... Your... Experiment, uh, a theory about the adolescent brain, and I need you to tell me if it's if it's good. Go ahead. Okay. So remember how we talked about how teenagers take a lot of risks. Yeah, of course. About how teenagers are impulsive and and reckless and and not just when it comes to love. Yes, yes, of course. And you said this experiment needed to change the ground underneath how we walk. Yes, how we think, change how we think, open up new areas of inquiry and more possible therapeutic uses. So I, I kept trying to flip the problem. I think the opposite, like you, uh, like you're always saying. Good, good. And I was thinking, what if, what if it's not that us teenagers underestimate risks, like everybody says? What if we, what if we overestimate rewards? That is interesting. That is an interesting way to think. It's because our brains are exploding with dopamine, right? Yeah, more than you've ever had and more than you will ever have again, well, except maybe in times of danger or great distress. So we think, people my age, we think, because dopamine makes you, like, really overexcited, we think more great things are going to happen in our life. I mean, everything is so big. We think we're going to have the most amazing future in the world, and we think we're going to have the biggest love, and it's what gives us a lot of strength for our future, but it's also what gets us into a lot of trouble. Okay, so what are you trying to say? What if you, what if you could make up an experiment where you show how teenagers act when they think there is a reward, a big reward, and when they don't think there is a reward? I mean, would we take so many risks? You said we had to show how the teenage brain works, how it learns. Yeah, but... Think of our class. I mean, are they trying to get your attention or each other? <laughs> each other, definitely. I mean, they're willing to wreck their whole future because yeah, of how why they... why are you talking about wrecking futures What if again? you had a kid play video games? Video games? If you wanted to test this theory about how teenagers overestimate things. Something that you could do, that you could measure. Because video games have a score. Exactly. Something like Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. That's a game. And you could scan their brains... First, when they're playing by themselves, and then when they think someone from their class, another kid their age, is watching them. Peer approval. And what if you could compare it to the same thing when adults play the game? You think teenagers would take more risks during the game when... When someone is watching them. I mean, it's like that for everything we do. If, if we think there is a reward, we'll just jump off a cliff to get it. We overestimate. Yeah, but adults do that, too. Some adults, but teenagers do it more. Overestimate. Rewards. Like, like what we'll get out of love. That is, uh, that is good. But there is one small piece missing. It's, it's therapeutic. What is that on your ring finger? Please be happy for me. That is, what, what Don't is... Don't feel bad, Dr. Royston. This is, 
This is a good thing. How is this a good... It was... It was like a Ramadan feast when Samir and his mother came. What? My aunt set up the big folding table so there was room for everyone to sit and laugh, and everybody was just assuming Samir and I... I mean, they just assumed... What did they assume? Because he's a good man. And I thought... I thought he's very good looking, and he's... Well, he'd like to study engineering, but, you know, he, he has to make a living. What? And just when my aunt was laying out the stuffed cabbage leaves, my uncle said... Yasmin wants to go to college. What do you think of that, Samir? I mean, he was testing him. And just in that second, I just loved my uncle so much. And he looked just like my dad. Yasmin. And everybody, they turned to Samir, and he's cut these wide, clear eyes. You know, not like the Arab-American guys around here who are always trying to be gangsta. And, and he said, I hear Yasmin like science. It would be good to have a nurse in the family. A nurse? And I didn't I didn't say anything then because I wanted to what's well, a thing. Didn't you see what they were doing to you? What did you need to think about? I looked at my sister Fatima. And ever since my mom and dad died, she's been the worst with depression and, and she needs me a lot. And and I saw how old my uncle looks because he's doing all these outdoor construction jobs and they're trying to support us all, and it's too much for him. And him and Samir, they they were kicking around a soccer ball after lunch and Samir even looked like he could be my uncle's son. You see, we're supposed to be like a cloth. Like the individual threads in a, in a beautiful cloth. We're supposed to weave together. And, and that's what I want. To be a part of that fabric. Where all of my memories are. With all the people I've grown up with and known. So I'll become a nurse. And I said to my uncle, yes. And he said, we'll put it in the marriage contract that you go to college and that you can work. Don't worry, Habibti. <sighs> the next day, Samir went out and picked me out this, this beautiful ring. And we went, to, we went to Burger King with his mother. But, but she stayed at another table, so we had more time to talk. And then, and then Samir went to the mosque with my uncle, and they signed the marriage contract. What does that mean? You're, you're engaged? Married. We don't live together till we have the Wahlima, the wedding party, sometime next year. But we're already married. In religious law and American law. You're married? Please don't feel bad, Dr. Royston. What? Did you, uh... Did, did you have interesting conversations with Samir at the, at the Burger King? Maybe... Maybe there are more important things than than interesting conversations. And yes, I, I had an interesting conversation with Samir about the brain. I mean, he didn't really understand, but, but he was really interested. And, and that's, when, well, that's when I got the idea about overestimating rewards. When you were sitting there? Yeah, because I was thinking... I was thinking about a life in science. That I'm... That I'm overestimating the reward. You did this to punish yourself. You told me you can be almost 40 before you get your own lab. And all that time you're working for someone else, if you're lucky, hardly making any money, and, and you're scrambling to do original research and, and to get published, and, and people are jealous. Yeah, well, what job doesn't have crap to put up with? You don't think you'll have to put up with idiocy if you're a nurse? But if being a scientist is your passion, if it's your calling, how can you run from it? Don't you see? You'll, you'll be miserable. And I was thinking about love. How everybody overestimates that reward. 
Not everybody. Some people are quite happy. Some people live happier, fuller, richer lives because of it. But no one knows if they're going to get that love. No, no one knows. So it's a really bad thing to bet on. You're, you're afraid. You're afraid to to get out there and live. That is not it at all. You still only see things Okay, through. so that's the end of our experiment together? The end? Why? <laughs> Why would I continue with you? You're not going to Columbia. C- can I just do the experiment with you because I want to know how it turns out? Because I promised all the kids that I would... You mean just out of scientific curiosity? Yes. No. That'll be faster and easier for me to do it without you. All that subterfuge Ms. Anez was going to have to go through to get permission from your family, it's not worth it. I see. I... uh... You'll be uh, going to a community college then? You'll bunch all your courses in a single day so you can get them over with so on the other days you can help to support your family there is one bright spot here there is even if you cannot achieve your own dreams you will raise your children I can see her right now bright eyed quick minded just like her mother you will claw and fight for her to get the education. Why are you doing this to me? Because I am very, very disappointed in you. You know, if I, if I could, if I could study science my entire life, if I could continue to be a student forever, I mean, just, just, just continue to absorb knowledge and contribute to the field that you can never get to the end of because in science there is no end. If, if I could, if I could be a scientist, that would be... What, what is the matter? I, I can't breathe. I'm... I'm... Oh, my stomach, I'm... I'm so hot. Oh, my heart. What, what is happening? Tell me, what, what... It's like when I took the test, I'm... I'm having a heart attack. No, 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 not, not a heart attack. I, I, I think, I think you are having a panic attack. Make it stop. Uh, uh, drink this. I don't. I, uh, close your eyes. Breathe deeply. Uh, I'll, I'll call the nurse. No, I no. must. I, no, just, just. What? What? I'll do anything. Talk to me. Just close, close the door. Uh, of course. Of course, I, w- I won't leave. Tell me things. Show me, show me what's happening in my brain. Not now. I... It helps me to. I'm so afraid. Don't be. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Get it out. Let it out. How could they do this to me? How could they? Where in? Where in your brain is that swirl of hellish emotion, the most primitive part? The amygdala. Yes, and, and, and where is it? Where, uh, where is it in your own brain? I, Show me, where? I don't... Here, here. Here. It's here. Right here. If we were to push a pencil two inches in, your portal to thousands of years, your connectedness with... Simplicity... And unity. What is calming you now? Telling you that there is nothing to fear, that we have nothing to fear? Here. Your prefrontal cortex, it reasons, it tells us we will stand our ground for what will be lost. 
I... The elegance of all of evolution which has led to you. I don't want to be lost. Have faith in me, Yasmin. I will help you. Promise me you'll have faith. Who set this up? You did. Yes, me. You want me to lie? Who actually made the phone call to Dr. Wilder? Dr. Yoshimura. Yes, Dr. Yoshimura. But it was because of you. Never mind that. You cannot mention my name. Now, why have we set up this appointment with Dr. Wilder? Because Queens College has an fMRI machine, but not the computers powerful enough to analyze our data. Right. And until we have a way to run the data and compare the brain scans that we went through such trouble to get, we cannot proceed. But it's not right that I can't mention... Wilder can greenlight this project for us, but only if he believes you're working with Queens College and not with me. You Uh just... Tell him your hard-working science teacher hooked you up with the college. No name. But... You think I like this? You're my protege, but we have to plan this carefully to get what we want in the end. Sometimes a little subterfuge. But couldn't Dr. Yoshimura just ask Dr. Wilder himself? Dr. Wilder wants to meet you. Why? I'm not applying to Columbia. Because you are a high schooler who will share credit on this experiment. What? Yoshi and I have discussed it. With your hypothesis of overestimation of rewards in teenagers, you have made a significant contribution to our ideas. You mean my name will be on the article? Uh-huh. <gasps> What's wrong? Nothing. You... You look bright, alive, on the brink. I feel like I'm on the brink of something. I don't know what. واذكر في الكتاب إبراهيم إنه كان صديقا نبيا إذ قال لأبيه يا I knew you'd come this morning. You're listening to the Quran. Yeah, I was just curious about how the rest of it sounded. It's very soothing. I know. So, are you going to tell me or what? How did it go? You don't look right. Does that mean that something happened that you didn't expect? Dr. Wilder thought I was applying to Columbia. He said that that's what Dr. Yoshimura told him. It was intoxicating, right? The campus, the, the whole feel of the place, that low library, those, those white columns. I got to show you something. What? For my culture. This is... A jambia. What, what you put down if you have a disagreement. Instead of things getting bloody. So you talk it out. It was passed down from my grandfather. What disagreement do you need to work out? When I was little, I used to sit on my abbey, my dad's lap. And he would tell me stories about kings and fairies and evil spirits. And I would imagine that I had a jambia around my waist. I even asked my dad if when I grew up I could wear it to fight off evil spirits too. But he said only men could wear it. He said if my mom and him had a baby boy, the jambia would go to him. How did that make you feel? Like if I had a little brother, I might have chopped his head off with it. But before my dad died, I I used to take care of him a lot. The doctor showed me how to give him injections and would make sure he had, like, water and I would feed him a little and change his bed and, you know... One day, he made me, like put my ear close to his mouth, and 
He said I was worth ten sons to him. After he died, my, my mom said that he wanted me to have this. Only me. And now I want you to see it. Okay, but I... Because it's where I get my strength from. My people. Yes, I mean, I, I think I know what's pushing and pulling you again. Why, why, why you look you so... You told Dr. Yoshimura to tell Dr. Wilder I was going to apply. Well, it's what you want, isn't it? I can see it in your eyes. You're back in the game again. But every time you reach out for what you might be able to have, you redouble your efforts to assure me that you will never, ever violate your culture. But I knew once you saw that campus, once you got a taste, you would kill to get back there again. Am I right? <laughs> I'm right. Now, I've been reading up on your culture, on, on your type of marriage, and from what I can tell, I know it can be troublesome to divorce at this juncture, but since you haven't consummated, it's not as bad. What are you talking about? You're applying to Columbia. Of course you're going to get a divorce. Dr. Wilder said that they're looking for bright Muslim-American young women at Columbia. Well, that was my hope all along. The, the computer was just a pretext. It, it, it was my hope that Dr. Wilder would be dazzled by you. So, so, so he was, wasn't he? Good. I had a different picture of him from what you told me. No, he's very smooth, soft-spoken, beautiful black hair, always... Glossy. It's only after you get to know him. But that's besides the point. He's useful to you for the time being. He can get you in. So so what did he say? He explained the big project they're working on. It's this incredible thing where they're trying to map all the neural connections of the human brain. The connectome. Now, first, I didn't even know what he was talking about. But, but he explained that all our memories, thoughts, and feelings are, are encoded. encoded. In our neural connections in our brains. And my connections are completely different from your connections. Not all. And he said to me, he said, What if I could see my connectome? Would I be seeing myself? And it blew your mind. And then, then I told him about our... My idea. I mean, I couldn't help it. I just started talking about the adolescent brain and... And right in that moment, I came up with the last part of my idea. Right on the spot. Because you said I had only half an idea about teenagers overestimating rewards, and, and I had to have a therapeutic... And I said to him that maybe... Maybe adolescents, instead of telling them things, they need apprenticeships. Teenagers need experience little by little with lots of feedback so that the caudate nucleus, where all the drives and impulses come from, and the prefrontal cortex, they... They have time to sync up. Even first love... Even first love is like an apprenticeship. What are you trying to tell me? He told me about another experiment. About couples who've been together for 20 years. He's studying if they have a lower risk of depression. And I said, that's like an experiment Dr. Royston did. I just blurted it out, your name, out of the blue. I mean, I couldn't help yes, it. Mean. But he said no, his experiment was different, because he wasn't looking for people who were madly in love. He was just looking for people who said they were content, to see if there are any benefits to just being content. Then he asked me how I knew you, and I told him, and I said I didn't want to use their facilities unless you could be there too. Why did you? I told you not to mention my... Because I couldn't help it. Because of all the work we've done. And he said it's not possible because he has an order of protection out against you because of your your threats. And that scared me a little, but I said, I said he didn't have to be afraid of you because you would never hurt him. And I would never be around someone who could hurt me or anybody. And you know I never would 
hurt you. You know that, right? And then he offered me a job. What? As an assistant in his lab. It would be part-time after school, and it would pay really well. It would help me get into Columbia, because I would know people. You know, that, and the experiment, and my grades, and my recommendations. I mean, even if I didn't get that scholarship, he said they could find money for me if my grades were what I said they were. That's, that, that's good. That's, I, I was afraid if you mentioned my name, he would retaliate against you. Of course, eventually he would have learned. But this is good. Even up front with my name attached. But he said I should stop trying to be so loyal. That it's holding me back. And that made me so angry because I'm not the kind of person who forgets people. I'm not the kind of... So that's when I said, maybe it's good to be loyal. Well, maybe then you don't go around taking people's wives. No, Yasmin, you didn't. No. I knew it was a bad thing to say, but it just came out. Kim was I, not my wife. That's what he said. That she was just your girlfriend, and now she's his wife. And all is fair in love and war. And, and I said, that's not true. You know, not in my book. All is not fair in love and war. There are rules. You know, ways people are supposed to behave. I, I am sorry I sent you to Wilder. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry he upset you. I'm sorry if you got in trouble, if your, your noble attempt to defend me has now wrecked He gave your... me a choice. He asked me how bad I wanted to go there and how bad I wanted a real career. What choice? He said if I work with you, he said my experiment would be tainted, too. Not just at Columbia, but most places. The best places. But that, that's... No, that's, that's not true. My, my, my science has always been above reproach. My, my, my he science... He said I couldn't have your name anywhere near my application, let alone on the experiment. I didn't want to believe him about that. I, I said he was wrong, but he said... He said those were his terms. He gave me a choice. Me or a brilliant career in science. Was that the choice? And what did you say? I didn't know what to say. After all our time together, you didn't know what to say? He asked me what you would do if you were me. I see. He made me imagine, what if it was you in my place? And I said, I said if it was you, you would, you would go work with him. Was I right about that? And that's when he brought in a colleague... Dr. Amina Khalaf. Who? I, I, I don't know her. She's Palestinian and, and a hijabi, and I started telling her everything. Not just about our work, but about my family and Samir. And you? I didn't tell her we spent so much time alone together, but, but I did say I couldn't ever, ever, ever be disloyal to you. But then I said I couldn't be disloyal to my family. And then I said that now that I'd seen Colombia, I wanted it so bad, and... That's when she told me that she knew what it was like to be pulled in so many directions. Because she's married and has children and she was arranged too. She told me that what I feel called by Allah to do with my life is equally as sacred as what my family... And if I become a scientist, I can teach other young people who are struggling like me. And she told you to pray? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. She gave me a special prayer to Allah to ask for the right choice, and, and I've been praying it all weekend. But before I left, she said something else. That you wouldn't have sent me there to Columbia if you weren't a changed man. Big. Well, big? Generous. Big-hearted. Like my people. 
She said I should give you the choice. What? What, what choice? If you care for me, the way you say you do, that you will do the honorable thing. You will take your name off the experiment. Take your name off me. But is that what you want, really? After all that we've... But I'm, I'm sorry, I'm trying to understand. I, what is this? Uh, why can't we? Why can't we go on like this? Why can't we? I am your mentor. I. No, no, this is not right. This is. But if I, I will see you in class, well, surely I'll see you in class. I, and my work. What, what about my work? Our, our joint project. I, I would have to talk to Yoshi to take me off. What would happen to my work? What can I do? Dr. Royston, uh, what can I do? But how would this work? What about, what about Samir? I told her I just can't love him. That I want a man that I can talk to, that I can go to, who knows things, that we're on a journey together like we are. You know, Yasmin, those men aren't always the him. There's such a thing as kindness, compassion, maybe those things you... You told me Samir has those things, right? Yes. Tell him about your real dreams. See what he says? Here, take this back to your family. You'll take your name off? If that is what you wish. Goodbye, Dr. Royston. You have met all of my overestimations. This is L.A. Theatre Works' production of Paradise by Laura Maria Sansabella, directed by Annalise Erickson. Starring Jeff Marlowe as Dr. Guy Royston and Medallion Rahimi as Yasmin Al-Hamadi. Senior producer, Annalise Erickson. Sound designer and mixing engineer, Charles Carroll for The Invisible Studios, West Hollywood. Senior radio producer, Ron Lipkin. Foley artist, Jeff Gardner. Recording engineers, Charles Carroll and Neil Wogenson. Editor, Neil Wogenson. Paradise is part of L.A. Theatre Works' Relativity Series of science-themed plays. Lead funding for the Relativity Series is provided by the Alfred P. Sloan Foundation, bridging science and the arts in the modern world. I'm Susan Lowenberg, producing director of L.A. Theatre Works.